actually will be interviewing as a team. You are the best movers on the planet. So, bro, what kind of muscles you have? No. Bro, what kind of patterns you have? We're here to fuck shit up. I was going to ask if you're at work, but you're clearly not at work. Yeah, this is the other office, though. <laughs> Do you just get back, or what's, what's the deal with the days lately? Um, I'm usually off at four, but today I got off at three, but I just got done. I did a quick run over at the park and then I just got back from that. So you're doing more and more cardio now, huh? A little bit. Yeah. It's so nice. It's, uh, I like that, uh, runner's high too. So okay. now I know, uh, I know Spina doesn't call it a runner's high. He has a whole, I feel like at his seminars, he breaks down exactly what that runner's high is. Dr. Spina from FRC. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's talked about it before. Um, Refresh my memory on that. I'm not familiar. I, oh, I feel like I vaguely remember, but not enough to. Oh, geez. At this point, that'd be like asking me to take like an anatomy test. Um, he ref he oh, it's like the it's like the actual like hormonal like. Yeah, like he talks about like um, the endocannabinoid system, and oh, yeah. I'm already lost. Yeah, basically, it's not so much a runner's high, but like the same mechanism of. Uh, whatever is happening when like someone smokes marijuana is what's happening um, when you do cardiovascular activity. Um, oh, I do remember this now. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a really interesting uh, talk he gives and I'm sure it's somewhere like on YouTube because he finishes it with like, we're inherently all potheads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if I watched a video on that or if he said that at a seminar, I can't remember. I think it's, maybe, maybe both actually it's probably been both but yeah it's I, I could see why you feel good afterwards because I've been doing a a little more cardio probably not not like what are you doing are you just like going on a run we do twice a week we do what we call an urban trail run and now where we just hit a bunch of parking decks and we run like various parts of River Street downtown, which is can be kind of technical because it's old like cobblestones and like well an ankle um yeah, and it's also, like, thin little stairwells you can go up and down. Um, and that's pretty tough because last – two Saturdays ago, we did 12 parking decks, and most of them are, like, six stories. So Okay. Within, within a six-mile run. So we do that once a week. Um, and then what I just did – Caitlin's not here, but what I just did, we do some sort of uh, shorter distance, faster pace thing that can be anything from, like, 100 meters to what I did today I ran – one length of our park four times and one length is like 0.4 miles so okay. I did that and then I walked the shorter lengths kind of caught my breath essentially and then did it again I did that four times now are you doing any sort of like um special breathing protocol as you're doing this nothing super structured but I try to like work in that uh, shift adapt the Brian McKenzie stuff so like uh, a good example Today was a great example because after I'd run, I'd essentially, while I'm the first one, I can do totally nasal breathing. But by the second one, I, I downshift, as they would say, into nasal in, mouth out. And when I need to, I'll shift all the way down to mouth in, mouth out, trying to take deeper breaths and trying to be comfortable with that breath pattern until I can get back to nasal in, mouth out, and if possible, nasal in nasal out and during the recovery where i'm walking the shorter length um which isn't it's a little over a tenth of a mile 
Okay. Um, and that takes about two-ish minutes. I will, right when I finish that, essentially that sprint, I will go mouth in, mouth out at a no set pace, but a nice controlled tempo, trying to like really expand my rib cage with every breath. I'll do that for five breaths. Then for seven breaths, I'll do nasal in, mouth out. And then for nine, I'll do nasal in, nasal out. And if I feel recovered, I'll stick with nasal. But if not, I'll start that over. And usually by the second time I'm, I get to nasal in, nasal out, I'm, I'm recovered and I'm ready for the next one. So. so what's the, do you remember like what the logic or the sequencing is, why you're doing it in that particular order to get you recovered? Um, it's it's kind of just an easy thing to remember for the most part. It's it, You could, if you're really, really gassed, take much more breaths in. Okay. And you'd have to, if you were like smoked after like doing intervals on like the airdyne or something like that, you'd probably have to mouth breathe for, I don't know, two, three minutes afterwards, possibly depending on how hard you went. But you kind of have to just know yourself, how you respond, how, what state you're in after a given activity. And you say, okay, let me go for 12 mouth in, mouth out after this. Let me try 15 breaths, nasal in, mouth out. And when you, when you do it enough, you kind of know what you need. But five, that 579 is just an easy thing to remember. And if, what I was doing wasn't like super, super taxing. So I knew I could handle that. Okay. This, this sounds interesting. It sounds like I want to, because I'm, I'm going to jujitsu in like 30 minutes here. And it's something I kind of want to employ while we're, we're rolling because we go five minutes on rolling. Um, and granted, the intensity is going to vary on who I'm rolling with. You know, if I'm rolling with you know someone spastic or someone aggressive you know it may be uh i may be pushing the pace a little more or someone that's really good you know if i'm rolling with someone that is not so good you know it's a way more chill pace but it's five minutes on then it's a minute off and then we we switch and we go to the next person so i'm thinking here like what would what would be the best protocol in your opinion for that minute that i have off Exactly what I just said. I would go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I, was I would. I would do the five, seven, nine, and okay. a good way to know, like you're on a time crunch, so you have to restart after the yeah. minute. But like what I'm doing, I forgot to tell you this. What I'm doing when I'm when I know I'm recovered enough to do it again is if I can control a nasal exhale for mm -hmm. seven seconds. Okay, so that's like, um, um, that's your marker. Yeah, and if you're really gassed, that's really hard to do. Like in that shifted app seminar, they had us doing aerodyne intervals, like max effort for I forgot even what the protocol was, but it was like you'd switch up with a buddy, go thirty. I think it was we go thirty seconds max effort, and you'd be switching on and off. You do ten of those, and you would then see how quickly you could recover and get to that seven second exhale. And it took me. The first time where they kind of gave us no instruction on the recovery took me like maybe five to six minutes. And then when they gave me that, that exact recovery protocol, it was under two minutes. So. Okay. So, so I got two questions here. First off, what shoes are you running in? Cause you gotta be wearing some sort of actual footwear to go running here. What is, what's, what's the choice for rocking? I, I wear an old ass pair of uh, strike movements. I used to, when they would have like a sale, I would buy like five pairs of their shoes. And I still have, and that was like three years ago and I still had one pair. And so I broke those out like a couple months ago when we started running. So I'm jealous. I actually went to the store in San Francisco one time and I snagged a few pairs, but I, I feel like I went through them pretty quickly. They do. Yeah. That's my only beef with them is they do kind of break down a little bit for, uh, 
it, they are they're not quite a true minimalist shoe but they're pretty close and i yeah, yeah. they're minimal in construction i guess too because they do <laughs> like uh although i think their newer designs might be better the one i had is still like the older i'm sure you're familiar with like the tread on the bottom is like yeah. in different pieces super and that super. always that always falls off at some point yeah uh the other thing i'm curious about because i've started implementing some we could just call it cardio in my training too have you kind of backed off some of the body weight mobility work um to take in this consideration or are you just adding this in on top of everything how are you kind of navigating this oh that's a good question uh mobility work i'm resting this whole week but i would have done that anyways yeah um but not a ton strength work I'll, maybe i'm taking like let's say five to ten minutes off the average workout but it's still pretty similar volume mm -hmm. um i am trying to eat more calories though that's definitely a big thing i've been doing i uh i think you told me about this brand that naked nutrition protein yeah i've been trying to do a protein shake once a day from them and i think i'm Which actually strawberry Ooh, okay i i literally just got so i'm so bad when i run out of protein i'm so bad at placing like another order so Sometimes I'll go like seven, 10, 12 days without it. So I just ordered five containers of their goat way. So. <laughs> oh, nice. I saw they had the goat. I might have to try that. It, it, it's, it's, there's no flavor to it. So I, I throw it in a shake with a bunch of other things. Um, but for having not flavored, it almost has like this vanilla flavor to it. It's kind of weird. Um, but, well, I feel like it's like a almost milk flavor. Yeah, so maybe that's what it is uh, like a milky flavor. That's kind of weird. I like I like the taste of milk, so that's okay. Honestly, I like you know I, I'll mix it with like coconut water, some bananas, some dates, some cinnamon. Um, maybe I'll toss a few egg whites in there. Um, it's it's pretty good. Um, where were we going with that? Oh, so you're increasing the. I like how you're. Uh, you know, you're increasing the activity. So you're having to do something to kind of compensate for it, you know, and increasing the calories is a, is a great place to start. Yeah, for sure. I do think I am, I guess one thing with my strength training is it's less technical base. Like I'm not doing any like one arm chin variations. Yeah. I'm just doing weighted chin ups. I'm not doing any, I'm working in some pike handstand pushups uh, and some Stalder press eccentrics weekly, but it's more straightforward strength stuff than anything. Um, Cause that's just kind of, I'm, I'm starting to get a little more pressed for time in the morning too. And that's when I do strength work. So stuff where I really have to think can be like, and yeah, make yeah. mistakes done can be much more time consuming. So I'm uh, scaling back on that a little bit, but I'm sure I'll get it back in at some point. How, how much longer are you going to be busier in the morning where you can't dedicate time to that? Is that, is that I always forget what your schedule is on when it ramps up and when it chills out. Um, I mean, it'll be a long, it'll be months, but uh, I mean, I always make time. I always have usually at a minimum 75 minutes to do something. Oh. Um, so, I mean, that's plenty of time. If I'm focused and ready to go, that's, that's plenty of time. My problem I run into every now and then is I'll be like, oh, I've got seven more minutes. Let me just do some random shit for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when I should be like, all right, let's shut it down and go. Uh, Chill out. You're ready to work. But. Wait, you're not. You're not seeing any um, um, decrease in performance with the added cardio. No, not at all. I mean, it's not. I don't think I'm doing it. That's like today. The total amount of work I was doing was less than 15 minutes. Yeah. It was. No, it was less than 
10 minutes because that was uh, less than 2.30 pace each one. I did four of them. So I did probably a 7 to 10 minute warm up, jumping a little rope in my backyard and then kind of jo- lightly jogging over to the park. But it's, I mean, it's not that much time. Um, yeah. And that run is usually a little less than an hour. Um, but no, the strength work's been good. I think I overall feel really good. So. Do you notice your sleep has been? I feel like my sleep has gotten better now that I've added um, a little bit of aerobic work into my training. My sleep's definitely better, but it's because I've been taping my mouth, I think. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I'm still, still have to I'm order still that, that. I'm still doing that, and it's uh, – still working? I, yeah, Caitlin's been doing it now the past couple of days, and she was like – the first night is always weird for everyone, but now that she's done it at least three or four times, she's like, damn, you were right. I do sleep better. Interesting. So – all right, so if Caitlin's on board, because I feel like Caitlin and mine's personality is pretty similar. Um, the higher stress person, so. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not that high high stress anymore. You're, you're probably not that high, but you're. I, I think our, like, I feel like we're both, like, really type A, though. I'm pretty good about, like, totally chilling out before I go to bed, and most yeah, people yeah. I don't think are. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not good at that. Like, I'll work yeah. way, way longer than I should. Um, so, all right. So if Caitlin's on board with this, I'm definitely gonna have to try it now. Um, yeah, you can buy mouth tape, but I would just get a 3M, the brand yeah. micro pore tape. Uh, and I think the width is one inch and it's like, you can get a, either a 10 or 12 pack of it on Amazon for less than 10 bucks. And that would literally last you for probably like five to six years. Really? Yes. <laughs> so uh, let, let's touch base on, cause I think this would be actually good for people to hear. Um, so why'd you, why'd you shut it down for this week? Training wise? Oh, uh, you know, we, I wanted to do it. I always try to plan these weeks around like when I'm, I have a vacation, we don't have a big vacation coming up anytime soon, or I essentially, I just, uh, I'm going to be, have a really, really busy work week. But the reason I did it this time was the last session I did for front and middle splits, I just wasn't, I could tell I needed to rest and it's so hard for me to justify resting, but we, I usually do front split work on a Sunday afternoon and we were getting back from a little friend trip in Hilton Head. And I was just like, we had a long weekend. I need to rest. This is the perfect time not to do this. So um, that was, that was the reason I have to have like something going on work-wise or like socially or vacation-wise that like kind of forced me yeah. to do it but I, it was definitely needed from a physical standpoint too so were you, were you noticing anything like groin was getting sore you know achy and like the knees hips shoulders anything like that more uh if anything inner thigh on the right side a little bit my right side tends to be a little tighter than my left so when I'm doing middle split work and I'm trying to be like OCD and perfect on both sides. I can sometimes aggravate my right side. Okay. Um, usually a week in between sessions, it totally goes away and I'm ready, but um, I'd like for that to totally go away. So, uh, and it feels great now. And it's taking a week off is crazy if you think about it. Cause it's, if you're doing a mobility practice where you're training that thing just once a week, you're taking really kind of two weeks off Absolutely. in between sessions, which is, that's a long time. Um, but I remember the last time I did it, which was like three or four months ago. And it was a painful two weeks. It's like, oh, man, I just want to like, I'm going to lose it. But then when I went back, you know, best sessions ever. Uh-huh. So yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fun. It's something to look forward to this Sunday. 
so go figure, you know, you didn't force it when it felt off. You decided to do less, and now you're probably going to crush your next session. Yeah, and to substitute it on Sunday, Caitlin and I just went on a nice long, like, two, three-mile walk. Uh, Monday, when I'd been doing middle – Monday or Tuesday, whenever I'd, some, I'd flip-flop on days on that. Middle yeah. split work, just did a nice walk after work, listening to a podcast instead. So still physical activity, but uh, not – not the not the more demanding stuff so you're you're still doing something you're 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 uh, backing off for a minute so you can feel better for later as opposed to you know the alternative to that in my opinion you would have pushed it there's like a 80% chance you could have pulled a groin muscle and then you would have had to rest for 2 to 3 weeks to get back to the capacity to you know train at where you wanted to and instead you're just like I'm going to chill for a week genius yeah i think it also like because I'm not doing it right now. I'm like, damn, I really want to do that. And some of that training got a little monotonous. So I was kind of like not looking forward to it. It's just like, oh, I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think taking that week off is nice. You, you missed it more. Yeah. Dude, I, I totally get it. I took off of one-arm chin-up training specifically for like probably a year. I just, I just was over it. I was so, oh my God. I was so sick of Like I was still doing heavy pulling work. Um, and it's kind of further strengthened my hypothesis that, you know, you get a really strong chin up or a really strong pull up, you know, depending on if you want a one arm chin up, one arm pull up or whatever. Um, and I think it's going to have really good carryover to the one arm chin up. So I was still working those patterns, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I just, I wasn't excited about it anymore. So what's the purpose of, you know, doing it if I didn't feel like doing it? Um, and then in the last uh, probably 10 weeks since I've been running this new, 12 week macro cycle I've been on um you know I'm excited about it again but on top of that like where I'm at right now already five weeks into it is way stronger than I was when I left my one arm chin up last year when I had the one arm chin up um it's a huge break too wow yeah so I didn't lose my gains or anything and if anything I'm on track to you know because last time when I when I was doing one arm chin ups it wasn't that consistent i want to get them to the point where i can do like a 10 minute emom oh a full damn that'd be pretty sweet yeah yeah Um, (laughs) at that point in time in my head i'm like i own this what what sort of weight would you use for when you're doing weighted chin-ups what is the like reps the sets rep scheme so right now too i'm doing since i'm focusing on one arm chin-up work specific so i'm doing pulley pulley work and then I let go of the pulley at the top and do a, a full eccentric um, I'm doing EMOM chin up work just so it's a condensed amount of volume but it also it, 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 um, it limits the amount of weight I can do you know in an EMOM as opposed to if I did a 4 by 4 or an 8 by 3 or something um, you know I could take 4 or 5 minutes rest to fully recover um, I'm actually trying not to do that just so I, I don't stress the the elbows and shoulders that much because I'm doing the specific work. Um, what was your original question now? I already forgot. So when you're doing weighted chin work, what is your sets and reps normally like? And what weight are you using for that? So right now I'm in an intensification phase. So way, way higher intensity. So like, you know, one to five rep max range around there. Um, so for example, my chin up EMOM this phase has been a one, two, three. So minute one, I'll do one chin up chest to bar. Minute two, I'll do two. Minute three, I'll do three. And then I'll go back to one for minute four and I'll do that for nine minutes. So I'm getting a total of 18 reps. Same um, weight? Uh, yeah, same weight. Um, What's the weight? 
I used this week was week one on that phase and I used 70 pounds on that. Um, yeah. and it was pretty conservative by the end of it. I'm thinking when I can do about 40 kilos, so 88 pounds for that, for that sequence at my body weight of, of, um, 70 kilos, I should have a, a one arm chin up because th that weight is, a. I would say that three, two, one EMOM pattern probably correlates to a five or six rep max. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah. You're, not, you're, barely, you're barely resting in that. Man. Yeah, you're barely resting. So if I could do it with 40 kilos, 88 pounds, I can probably do five to six chest-to-bar reps at 88, you know, at 150 um, pounds, 155 pounds. That should be pretty decent. And I like – I'm enjoying the EMOM format better just because it gets me in and out in under an hour because I've also been doing jiu-jitsu four times a week. Um, so I have to back off the strength training a little, if not, I really start to get overtrained very easily. Um, yeah. I love Imam stuff's great. It, uh, especially like I, for me in the morning, it's great. It, oh. It'll keep me off my phone and away from the computer. Absolutely. And then, then last phase when I was doing more of an accumulation phase, um, I was doing three reps every minute. So I was getting, um, for 10 minutes. So I was getting 30 total reps in 10 minutes. Oh, damn. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, I'll probably run that again next phase, or I've seen another structure recently. It's, it goes two, three, five. So minute one, you do two reps, minute three, you do three, minute three, you do five reps and you do that for nine minutes. So you're getting 30 reps in nine minutes as opposed to 30 reps in 10. Um, wow. So I'm sure the weight would be very similar. So I'm going to experiment with that one next. Um, but, you know, my pulley assist reps are down. Uh, I was using three kilos the other day and it felt great. Uh, nice. Yeah. Do you use the like actual pulley or the? No, I use the strap. So there's definitely unaccounted friction for it, um, which I'm fine with because, you know, when I use the, yeah, just use the same, ring and, same yeah. ring and same strap, it's all I, around. Exactly. It, so. I use the same strap and, you know, I built up to a one arm chin up last time using a, a friction strap, you know, and it was fine. Um, so, while it's, I, I'm sure somebody that's really good at physics could tell us what the actual unaccounted friction is. Um, it's just too much thinking for me. Yeah, I totally depend on the actual the strap and the ring. So I guess so. My, my rings in my backyard would be perfect for that because they're like totally weathered and beat up. They'd, they'd be so sticky. You'd be like, <laughs> it'd basically be a like strap assisted chin up. <laughs> but before we call this though, I, I'm curious. What's the uh, what's have you used the sauna yet? It's still not hooked up to the house. There's like uh like everything, it's tough to get people to do like like people to work essentially. And yeah. so we had a guy, an electrician lined up to come over and do it, and essentially they like ghosted us because they this is a small job in the grand schemes of like yeah, an of electrical company. So they they're doing like full house things, like wiring full houses and stuff. So I'm knock on wood, I think possibly this weekend. Okay. with like an independent guy that I just kind of got his number. But if not, I have an appointment November 1st. So, oh. so long, but uh, yeah, it looks sweet though. I can't, I go sit in it and just kind of, <laughs> it actually, it is warmer than the outside air. So it's not quite a sauna. But it's, <laughs> just it's go sit in there and do work on your phone or something. <laughs> the warming, it smells great. It smells that like uh, oh, nice sure cedar wood. Yeah. If you can go in there and imagine a little bit, but hopefully by the next time we chat, I'll have it. Oh, and it's going to be so nice because then you can alternate hot-cold. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be oh. nice. 
what have you worked up to in the the cold plunge now? Uh, well, for me, it's kind of like predicated on how cold it is outside. Because the last time I was in it was thirty eight. Uh, but it's because I fill up the same cooler with ice at work. We have an ice machine at work, and okay. just depending on how cold the uh, water is here, based on the air temperature, that's how wow. cold it's going to get. So like peak summer, it's not going to get any colder than like on a good day, 45, 48, probably on average. Um, but as we get, like, it's hitting, like, below 40 now. So I got to keep up with you. You got the 35 with, with the moving water, too. That's uh, much colder. Man, mine felt super warm today. It was 41. It was great. It's, so in the ice barrel, when you stay completely still, like, yeah. you create this base layer warmth, like, just off your skin. Okay, yeah. So, like... When Caitlin's sitting in there, like, I'll sneak around and, like, take my hand and swirl it. So, like, because it burns that layer up. And it, uh, that, but that's your incentive when you're in there to, like, just, all right, relax. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and calm yourself down that way. But moving water is, uh, what is was, wild. What was the, because I feel like when I've spoke to people about this, some people are, like, you know, my feet kill me being in there. Others, you know, for me, it's my wrist. My forearms, it, it's been taking me a while, like, I could sit in the 40 degree, 39 degree water, like the rest of my body, five minutes, no problem. But when my forearms get in there, it's, I'm done after two minutes. Did you have like a weak point like that? Uh, for me, for me, it would be my hands. I mean, if I take my hands just out like that, like I could hang out much longer, but, um, and then, I mean, ducking the head, I Honestly, I've tried to, like, kind of hold my breath, and I last, like, four seconds. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I told so, you the book I read where the guy used a snorkel, right? I've seen some people on IG doing that. I'm, uh, I'm not there yet, but I might be. I, I need a spot for that for sure. <laughs> yeah, you need a – if anyone's listening to this, when people are listening to this, don't, don't use a snorkel in an ice bath unless you have a, uh, a friend. Yeah, I actually have a snorkel, so when Caitlin gets home, I might have to try that. <laughs> yeah, please do it with Caitlin around just so we have supervision. Because I feel like <laughs> it's really easy to, to black out underwater in 40-degree water. If the snorkel goes down, tip the barrel over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, I think, I think that's a good place to call it. What do, what do you want to uh, – how do you want to close this out? Um, guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, let us know if you want Wes and I to kind of riff on any topics. We're happy to do that. I'm sure we'll get on again soon and do a little catch-up thing like this again. Um, but, yeah, keep listening to the podcast. Share it on IG. We'll repost it. Um, like the podcast. Review it. Rate it. All that good stuff. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will chat to you guys soon.